welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. You know what our favorite thing to do is? Uh, Drink beer. And when you're drinking beer, what's the next favorite thing? Community. Community. So thank you to Sheldon. Thank you to Mobile Tech Expo. We're doing a community event there at Mobile Tech Orlando, Friday, 5 o'clock, straight out of the event. Sheldon, where are they walking out to? They're going to rock right out. They're going to walk right out of the show floor, right into the pool area. We're going to have a whole setup. You'll see some step and repeats. You'll take some pictures. You'll see some bars. Most likely, you're going to see the free beer, so you can't miss it. Can't miss free beer. (laughs) Come out for fun. Come out for everything, but mostly for community. Community. (laughs) Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We are here at Pontoon Brewery. In the outskirts of Atlanta, where specifically are we? Nope. Yes, we are in Sandy Springs, which is kind of northern Georgia a little bit, uh, a little bit of north north of Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking a really great New England IPA that they have here. We've hopped around and had a couple different beers when we've been here in Atlanta. This is probably one of my favorite New England IPAs. Of course, I love the name. Knights who go, eee. <laughs> I know you're, you're the only young, one who really got that. But do you that. know the movie quote for Knights that go, yeah. me? No, but I feel like you're about to tell me. Oh, no, man. so the, 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 the girl at the bar was like, you're, the, you're one of the only people yeah, that has gotten that. When I said it, she goes, you're literally the only person that's ever said like, So nobody, you know? Nights ago, knee. Yes, I've seen them. I've seen the movie. Yeah, I know Monty the Python. quote. Yeah, Monty Python, Search for the Holy Grail. One Nights of the, one of the greatest knee. movies ever, pretty much. All right, so we want to go around, introduce ourselves, tell us what you're drinking, tell us who you are. Hey guys, uh, my name is Rod Thayer with Next Level Detailing in Kennesaw, Georgia, suburb of Atlanta, and I am drinking the Witching Hour, a Belgian triple that is nine percent, and uh, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I might have to drink water the rest of the afternoon. So I can drive home, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've uh, been detailing full-time for eight years and uh, been mobile up until about two months ago. And I have a shop now and mobile, so I'm um, working on getting both schedules filled up and getting an employee to run the van and myself to run the shop. So it's an exciting time for Next Level. We're really looking forward to uh, taking it up a notch and... Uh, Making great things happen. Yeah, and we've talked quite a bit over the last couple of days. I mean, it's you've got a big task ahead, trying to bring somebody in, trying to grow a, a, a second division of your business, keeping a mobile service as well as a shop. Like, you've got you've got some big uh, some big some big stuff coming for you. So it's been it's pretty cool to see. All right. All right, I am the. Uh, the the leader of this whole event, right oh, here, overalls. I, you so know, thank you so much for putting this together. We uh, we DM back and forth, texted, and he picked out the spot, got everything put together. So yes, thank you, bro. I, uh, I wouldn't say I'm the leader. Uh, you know, um, organizer. Yes, these guys did pretty much everything. Uh, uh, um, 
Marty and Josh. We, uh, you know, I, I'm Vinny, by the way, from uh, Overalls Detail. Um, at the moment, uh, we're only mobile, working on a shop as we speak. Um, however, detailing has been amazing for me, uh, for my family. Um, I uh, came from an athletic background, uh, ran track professionally for a few years, and then didn't really know what to do. I knew a little bit of uh, detailing. So once I got hurt, went straight into detailing. And uh, it's been one of the most amazing things that's ever happened in my life. Um, so I am extremely thankful. I'm thankful for Marty from um, Total Auto Solutions and uh, Josh from uh, from Rad Detailing coming down here. Um, man, it's been it's been a blessing having y'all down here. It's been here, a lot really. of fun. So, what yeah. made you get into detailing? Um, I um, I didn't know what to do really when I got hurt. I I uh, I had to kind of reinvent myself. All I knew was being an athlete, and uh, I used to come home for the summers during college and and detail. So it was kind of the only thing I knew at the moment. And once I really found out about the community of detailing. Community! community. <laughs> once I found out really about that, um, it really has been uh, a growth process. I found out so much more that you can do with detailing and, uh, and uh, how to actually be a businessman in the world of detailing. Um, and it has been amazing really that's how i got into detailing it was kind of um the 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 road that most of us take where is we need to find something to do and we start at a dealership and we move our way up and do dealership and uh shitty dealership jobs for a while and then uh you move on and see that there are way bigger possibilities in the industry and uh podcast is really what showed me that so uh it's been awesome it's been amazing all right. What's going on, everybody? I am Josh with Rad Detailing out of Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, what got me into detailing was wanting to quit my 9-to-5 job and be able to work for myself. Uh, so I just went head in, quit my job. Two weeks later, I had a shop up and running. Uh, and from there, linked up with Marty, got on the Pints of Polishing podcast. We've been having a lot of fun ever since. Uh, being able to travel the country, meet other detailers, help contribute to the community. Uh, detailers instead of just uh, more products and processes and stuff like that we wanted to help build uh you know build and support the trade of hard-working people across the country nice. yes here rec lay detailing i have a mobile service as well as uh, i have a location i work out of and i got into detailing out of necessity i was out of work and I needed to make some quick cash. I was in the real estate market at the time, but the market got slow. And I decided to pursue basically washing cars at the time. It was washing cars, and it's grown into something more than just washing cars. And this is, I don't know what career I've had, <laughs> other careers besides detailing, but uh, mainly technology. I've mainly worked in the te technology field. Uh, broadcasting and, and uh, radio television things of that nature and detailing right now is my primary source is my main focus in terms of income and for my family and hopefully it grows into something that I can pass on to someone behind me 
Let's pass it over to the uh, oldest, youngest guy here. What's up, guys? Chris Nichols here from Nifty Nichols Detailing. Hey, how old are you? I'm 23 years oh, okay, old. Okay. Uh, just, I remember. <laughs> yeah, what time do 23 year olds go to bed? Um, man, when when you're working uh, hard <laughs> like Nifty does, you know, you you got to go to bed early sometimes. It is what it is. I, I crashed at 8:30 last night. <laughs> we tried to get him to come out, and he he didn't. But we hung out with him the other night, and it was super fun. Uh, you're you're a fun guy, man. You're a fun guy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank uh, you. The best was the. Uh, Nobody really has believed me when I've told them that, yes, there's people that have sex shows where they put on these giant uh, costumes with big cartoon heads. And, you know, I've, I've never actually met somebody that, that has one with a Santa Claus. And, uh, you know, so he comes out uh, for his show, I guess, and uh, threw on his hat and gave us all hoodies. And it was, it was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what happened? You even had uh, you even had somebody sit on your lap. I think uh, you know what, it, was, it was quite entertainment. What had happened was um, I visited one visited one of my clients. Um, uh oh, here we go. Who who actually moved me up here? Um, I'm I'm from Destin, Florida, Pensacola area, Panama City, that that whole area. Um, he he saw that I was young, hungry, passionate, and detailing, and he said, "Hey." I want to move you up here. I'll give you a free place to stay, this, that, and the other. Um, And um, I was thinking, man, like, why should I leave beautiful Destin, Florida, the beach, friends, family, making $20 an hour? Like, why should I leave that? Anyways, what I'm getting at is I was at his house because I lived with him for about eight months. In those eight months, I spent my first Christmas um, up here with him, and uh, one of my presents was a Santa hat. That's not just a Santa hat. It's a Santa mask. It's a full Santa mask. And uh, I was just at his house, and, you know, it's winter. It's cold. So Nifty has some Nifty hoodies for sale. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a few beers in me the other night, and I said, hey, why not? So yeah. I pulled out the box of Gildan hoodies with the Santa hat that I had in the van, and um, Nifty Claws came to life. Nifty Claws. I like it. I like it. Yes, sir. So... So the last couple years that we've done training in Denver, I have not picked any of the dates, right? Okay. But each time we've done it, it it lands on the same weekend as Pride Parade weekend. And so it's Denver Pride. And it doesn't, you know, and then Pride doesn't necessarily just trans into, you know, what's sexual orientation. It also just means your pride and sexuality and <laughs> people did not believe me that there are uh, there are costume sex uh, events, and uh, I would always go up and take pictures of people with having their big costumes on because I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And there you go. You come out. You are the first <laughs> detailer to come out publicly with their costume. So you know, I'm I'm glad to see that. Uh, I'm glad to see that we're evolving as a. As a community. Community. Hey, man, I, I just like being myself, you know. <laughs> I, I just like being myself. I I am uh, definitely the youngest today on today's podcast. The youngest, I know, oldest. I don't know if I'm the youngest on the podcast in general, but, um, man, I just, I'm young, spirited. You are. And, 
and I like being myself. You, you know? should be. You um, should be. I, I like being a little different, too, but a good different. Yep. You know, it, it's good to have that. You should. What we're finding out is when you're more of yourself, you attract more of the people that want to be attracted to your group, right? So uh, your customer base, your um, your team, you know, so the more you can put yourself out, and I'll just tell you from a 41-year-old to a 23 always put yourself out the best that you can don't hide yourself so that's awesome man for sure yeah yeah all right so we wanted to ask and since you've got the microphone we'll just let you roll what are you asking i don't know you said you didn't want to be first so you, now's and, your chance and now i'm first yeah, so do, here do, we go so so what's do, the question do you want to pass the mic or you want to go for it no let's let's go you're what's going the question? all right the question is what is your biggest struggle as a detailer so wait uh, hold on sorry did you say what beer you're drinking I did not. Um, I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know. Well, we what... appreciate honesty on the podcast. Right? Okay, I think um, so, don't we? Yeah. This isn't the niftiest thing I'm gonna say all day. <laughs> and, and if you didn't know, um, my name's Chris Nichols, owner operator of Nifty Nichols Detailing. Um, anyways, I don't know exactly what I'm drinking. I I went up to the bar and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm a baby. I'm 23." <laughs> All these, all these guys. It looks like they're bring, they're drinking kind of, kind of light light beer. But I'm not a dark beer drinker. Uh, what do you get? You don't know what you got. I don't know what I got. Looks like the same as. My beer's got some cloud to it. Yeah, you're, you're you're drinking the same one that I am, the New England IPA. Yeah. Anyways. All right, so you don't know what you're drinking. How I don't know what though? I'm drinking. You like it, it? It's great. I like I said, I went up there and I it's said, not hey, too nifty. <laughs> that's not nifty. But uh, I went up there and said, hey. I like Blue Moon, Yingling. Like, oh, okay. And they said, all right, we got this thing. And Is it the triple? I don't know. They said something like it smells like bananas. It does smell like bananas, but it doesn't taste like bananas. Can, you, mind, you mind? Yeah, drink it. If it's bananas, I wonder if they have a Hefeweizen. I didn't see a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What would you get? We don't know. He doesn't remember. I, do those look alike, right? So it looks like, and it, it does. You got the triple? Crowning waves. It's a uh, sour. Yeah. It's, it's sour. good. I'm, you know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's got the same hue. I, I used to be in art class, so so they use the word hue a lot. So yes, it's got the same shade, nice. this, that, and the other. Um, All right, so what is your biggest struggle okay. as a detailer? Biggest struggle for me, um, I am completely mobile, owner-operator. I got a couple guys that help me here and there. You know, they're in college. They need a couple couple bucks. Um, I'm strictly mobile. I have a rap guy that I am truly grateful for that whenever I do corrections or coatings, he lets me work out of his garage. But being mobile um, is tough, you know. It, I hopped on the weather app today, and it looks like we're going to have rain for a whole week. So what does that tell me? All the jobs that I have booked, I I have to – this guy. <laughs> I, I have to figure it out. Level. I, like I have it. to jump over to, to Next Level's detailing facility over in Kennesaw, Georgia, and, uh, you know, take all my – my job's over there. I don't. I don't know. Um, well, it pr- proposes a, a definitely a struggle for mobile detailers, and I think one of the things that Josh has really done well at, and some other people, is when you when you have that kind of an issue, is exactly what you're saying. Find some shop that you can go hop into just to 
make it for a couple days and then get back to the mobile. You know, that's not a bad yeah, idea. For sure. Yeah. Um, I do have an awning off my van. I got Which is pretty cool, yeah. It's pretty nifty. <laughs> it's not. It's pretty rad, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Josh has already said he's going to take it. He's running with the everything's rad now. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I am from Florida, and, and Florida, just like Texas. How uh, old are you? I'm 23. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the sun and the humidity is tough. So I, I don't care about having shade, but having shade comes in handy, especially when you're trying to clean, clean glass. I mean, let's face it, you know, trying to clean glass when it's direct sunlight, like, streaks galore, streak city. Um, but, yeah, no, I do have a... I do have an awning off the van, and, and that comes in clutch. But when it rains, what do you guys do with that glass streak? Do you go to a second towel? Do you ever go to a newspaper? What do you guys do? To me, is always a towel issue. So yeah, so to me, is always a towel issue. So I feel like if I'm getting streaks, I just switch the towel. Maybe I'm wrong. Y'all can tell me different, but usually I just switch the towel. I mean, yeah. I I agree with that. Um, I. I've noticed in the hotter months, I use water and I have no issues. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I got to use G Techniques window cleaner, perfect, perfect glass. It's pretty nifty. Um, but but sometimes I do have to go back over and and use a second microfiber to to eat, level out those streaks. You know, OptiSeal from Optimum uh, really takes it to the next level on glass. You know, just it's like the magic Uh-oh. serum. That works for me. That's not nifty. Oh, we're selling brands now. Okay. Uh, yo, listen. Um, listen, uh, I got a clothing line coming out. You Uh-oh. know what I'm saying? You know? But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I also love G-Technic. Um, they are. It was just a question. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I'm going to give the microphone back now, but I wanted to make that joke. Um, I thought it was a good joke. Mr. Rad, what do you do for streaks? Rad Let's hear streak. it. So I'm real big on the process, uh, and I'm less big on the chemical. A two-towel method with a box-out process is going to get you the best results and being sure you don't cross-contaminate your glass towels and use an isopropyl alcohol blend will get you the best results, no matter the humidity or temperature. Isopropyl alcohol, that, that's a... That's, that's a that's actually a rad recommendation. <laughs> That's a nifty. No, so, so a lot of guys don't know that, like, if you wash your towels, especially starting out, you wash your towels in bulk. But if you wash your towels with the same towels you're wiping off all your exterior sealants and polymers and polishes with, that stuff cross-contaminates your towels, and that's detrimental to your window cleaning process. So then people look first at the chemical and their process, but they don't realize they're cross-contaminating their towels. That's a big problem in the industry. A lot of people don't realize that. That's a nifty response. Yeah. I, Window I, towels I, get washed. Uh, yeah. Man, that's a it, rad dad response. Can, that's can a, we do a poll on the podcast? Is that a can, is that a rad response or a nifty response? Uh, press one if but, that's but a rad dad response. Is, is acknowledging that. Okay. Hey, fist bump, Mr. Rad. Boom. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Community. Community. <laughs> What's your biggest struggle as a detailer? So as a detailer, my biggest struggle is not comparing myself to where other people are at in their Ooh, careers. Nice. 
Um, oftentimes, it's easy to look at somebody that's been in your market or your industry, especially I'm under two years in solo business ownership, but I've been detailing for a long time. And so I know I have the skills and the ability to do work really well, but I'm not as far along in my personal career as a lot of other guys in my area. And so I see those guys, you know, and I, I constantly put myself on a pedestal next to them of like, how do I get to their level? How do I get to this level? How do I do things as good as them? And that's just selling myself short, man. I'm, I'm my own unique brand and entity and all that. And so holding myself against other people is just not fair to myself. And so over the last year, I've worked on realizing that and understanding myself better and what success means to me because I may want different things than that detailer wants, which means we're going to work different. Our hustle is going to be different. I've got different bills, different obligations, different life goals. And so really just struggling to stay true to who I am and what I need for myself and my family has been the biggest opportunity for me. Yeah, that's a rad response. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's that, a pretty that nifty a, response, actually. It's a 29-year-old rad response. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look that old, man. I'm pushing 30 next year, so. Me too. Yeah, uh, that's, that's not nifty. All right, Mr. Red Clay, the OG, one of the hottest OGs of Atlanta, Georgia. Let's hear it. For me, I'm a single operator, and I have I have mobile, and I have a location that I, I can work out of. So my challenge is balancing the, between the two because I have people that demand the mobile service, and then I also have uh, people who are in the area that are near the shop that they can bring the car there. So just trying to manage between the two operations and, and getting making sure they're actually both filled on the calendar. So that's my biggest challenge in, in being able to service both markets because right now I just basically just need some help just providing providing the service because so you so it's it's manpower's manpower is the struggle yeah. it's, it's really tough yeah you know one of the things that uh, we've tried to do you know and suggested is using temp services like using staffing agencies and the reason why I like that is because you don't have to worry about your insurance you don't have to worry about anything they take care of it all and you decide that this person's not working out. You don't have to go through any paperwork. You don't have to go through any struggles. You don't have to, like, literally you just call your rep and go, next, please. Let me ask you this, because I have approached the temp service in past. Have you used a more local service? Yeah, or I've used local. I've got, you know, and part of it's because I've got a buddy that I grew up playing baseball with okay. that has a, a temp service. We actually, one of the businesses we developed and then and closed it was called DetailerWanted.com. Okay. where we were staffing dealerships and staffing companies with detailers that we would bring in and train and then use they would use it as a staffing agency. And, uh, yeah, and it, it was okay for a little bit. And 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 when you have enough guys out there, you, you do really well at it. But I, I like the concept for just anybody that's detailing because it's so hard, right? You've already said, like, the time it takes to find somebody and you go through all the applications, you go through all, like, it's going to take you a lot of time. So when you can outsource things that you don't really want to do or that you don't have time to do, you can still focus on your core things, what you do well at. So I started just doing it just from our business in general and just use them to, because like I said, 
They will pre-scan everybody. They will find the right applicant. It's their job to make sure you're happy because that's the way they make their money. So you use them and sure, you're going to pay a little bit, but it's worth like to me, it's just worth it, especially as we go, hey, you know, this one's just not really like, let's get another one in the in the going and you can already start that process and you can you can flip through until you find somebody that you like. And then there's no, I don't know how your guys' workman's comp is or any of your unemployment is, but they cover all that, right? So we had we had somebody get hurt. Well, I didn't have to worry about it. Tip agency covers all. Tip agency covers all your your employee costs, your human resources. They basically is your human resources. So I think the key would be to find a company that you want to work with, and then definitely find a rep that you know will work hard for you. And if you can get that relationship built, it'll make it a lot easier for finding the right person. Okay. So, and the other thing is, I would say, don't be afraid to pay. You're gonna, it, it sucks to have to pay out, right, a good chunk. But if you go from this amount an hour to this, and like, you just keep bumping up, you'll find better people. Right. So. Yeah, that makes sense, and it's, it's definitely from a management standpoint in terms of the payroll and all that stuff. It's, I'm sure it's a lot easier. They to- handle it all. <laughs> all you, all I yeah. literally do is we've got an app that they clock in and out at. First of the week, I snap a picture or text in the hours. Yeah. They handle everything. Like, yeah. That sounds makes like it easy. Yeah. That's nifty. No, it's not. That's total. Sweet. Listen, solutions. guys. That's solutions. That's it's, what that is. It's an, <laughs> it's an overall amazing thing. Okay. Let me tell y'all that. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> yeah, nifty's about to go home after that. <laughs> All right. I think that my biggest challenge um, as a mobile detailer, and I'm Vinny again, uh, my biggest challenge is at the moment time management. Um, I uh, it, y'all took some of mine's first choices uh, because I have. I, I think a, a big challenge of mine is also hiring, uh, training. It's and, it's uh, one of the biggest yeah. for any. I, mean. I think for detailing, it, it, as much podcast as i listen to i think hiring help is i would say for mobile detailers i mean even shop detailers is a, a big issue um not sure why uh but um i my biggest issue is time management time management uh even though i use an awesome uh scheduling um uh, app and and all of this uh, that gets me organized and things. I really find it hard as a mobile detailer and also a sole um, solepreneur um, to uh, time uh, work and then uh, as you guys say, clock off your actual job, which is your detailing, and then come home and clock in again. Um, as a businessman, yeah, um, that's really challenging. It's really challenging. I didn't think it was going to be like this, and uh, I can't wait for the day where I'm having people doing it for me. Um, but uh, I think that's my biggest challenge is time management, and uh, I have a, I have a wife and a dog, and uh, come home, it's not that easy to clock in again. Okay, so you don't necessarily mean time management. I think what you're saying is you're trying to understand work-life balance. Well, yeah, 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 uh, work-life balance, right? Because um, as solopreneurs, we, you know, it's 
it's tricky because like you like you it, said it repeatedly yeah it doesn't stop right so as yeah, what what makes you happy? What works with your family? Exactly. Um, so, uh, listen, I don't want to cut you off, man, but I want to ask an important question because I think, like, we could all talk about it. But, like, specifically for you, Mr. Overalls. Yes, sir. When you're looking at hiring somebody, what do you look for an employee? Because I think this is a really important conversation, and Marty and I have talked about it. Yeah, you so know, I, 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 I'm like, really picky about non-experienced people. Right. I want them to be if they're going to be working with me, I want them to be trained my way yep. and my process. So experience it, it, is or is not important. To it you. is not important. Okay. What is important for me and it's something that I found already, but it's very hard to find is someone that is actually caring about your brand other than just their paycheck. Right. It, yeah. So I think right. I think when you look at a big picture, man. Well, no, I I, 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 I do I, so that I in a way. I do that in a way with like the guy that I'm that I'm working with now. Um, he gets a percentage, um, and I, I you know, uh, it's it, it, am I losing money? Uh, sure. If I'm gonna look at the end of the day, yeah, I'm losing money. I'm giving someone you know three percent, five percent, whatever your deal would be. I found that if you give somebody literally the word percentage the care is different because at, a, at, at at this point this guy that has no company for himself that really might not even know about entrepreneur correct that is why it's a big issue right to find the yep, right guy yep. um for me i you know i found that it like this guy that i'm working with now he um he's awesome and uh I gave him 5% of all the pro like other than what I'm paying him, whatever he does on the other van I've just purchased, he gets 5% of all of it. So in a way he's an owner and he now he has that mentality as well where you know if he does bad work, it's not only my name at the line, you know, he's, you know. So it's just that percentage I think changed a little bit of things for me when it came to my biggest issue, which is I think hiring um, and like I said, too, life and time management, um, which hiring a person with that mentality helps as well because they're not only helping now in detailing in the physical work, but they're also helping because they care about the brand. They're also helping in the area of when I come right. home and I need to create content and all of this stuff. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I think... Um, I, I think a couple things to look at just as somebody who's been in the corporate world of hiring detailers and been in like the private sector like we're in, um, you know, we've got mobile guys, we've got a shop. So, you know, I'm trying to see from both angles. Um, I think a temp agency does definitely help you staff in that, you know, immediate. It does take some of that, you know, some of that other stuff off you like workman's comp and things. But I think as as entrepreneurs like last night we had an uber ride the kid was really in touch with us man like he knew what i was looking at in the car he knew that i was paying attention to his gps he made this weird u-turn like his eq was off the charts and like that's somebody that i preached to of like hold on you've got great customer service you can read me like that from a back seat in a dark car that's somebody you should approach about potentially having a job with you that's somebody who's you know you go out and you have great service they're making minimum wage terrible tips Bro, recruiting, yeah. When you go out and you have exceptional customer service, 
hit that person with a job offer. Like, hit them with, hey, I'd just like to network with you a little bit more. Because somebody's working for a large corporation where they're not exactly a part of the big vision, and they're still that vested in the process. You know, to Marty's point, nobody's going to love your brand as much as you love you. Like, that's a dead thing. Um, you know, and, and anytime you think that, here's, it's over. Here's the, and Gary says this a lot. Yeah. The, the reason why is if you want them to buy into your brand, give them some ownership. Yep. Don't give them a percentage, but if you want somebody to buy into your brand, they deserve to have ownership in your well, brand. And that's not going to happen, right? Yeah. So the, the reason, the point, the reason why you say that is because it's like, so then you got to stop complaining that they're not buying into the brand. If you want them buying the brand, give them ownership. But that ain't going to happen, right? So, you know, it's... Yeah. The percentage in a way... It's commission. It's commission. I get it. It's it's not ownership. If you you got bought out, do they get any money? No. It's a commission. It's a commission. As I talked before, you know, my background is in psychology. And it's really about changing a mentality. No, no, no. It's... I get it. No, no, no. I'm not denying... I think it's a great... Thing, yeah. we're just literally just answering that part of it. Like, oh, yeah. you'll never have somebody buy in because it's not theirs. So, so if I explain right, that, I think a different way. We just talked about it too when we we're talking about pay scales for employees. We talked about the shortcomings of hourly, right? People are gonna ride the clock. They're gonna work a little bit slower, so they can collect the amount of hours they want. And then we talked about flat rate. We're gonna fly through jobs. Quality's gonna suffer. People will complete the most amount of jobs they can. But we talked about what shifting somebody to an hourly rate plus a percentage of X over like a, a monthly gross rate, how that would shift that employee's vision to instead of hour by hour, job to job to big picture. And so I think that's where you're going with it is like instead of giving them an hourly check, help them see the bigger picture of the organization. If you're trying to help increase sales month over month, there's more vested interest to pay somebody more for doing that. It buys them in more I'm, to the I'm, process. Let's move on. Let's move on. We can beat that dead horse for a while. No, no, no. Uh, but that's for sure a good right. point. Rod, that's cool. I just wanted to move on. Rod, no, what? No. tell us, what do you think your biggest struggle is as a detailer? Okay, well, uh, I'm 51 years old, so for me, my biggest struggle is pushing myself outside my comfort zone. And in particular, in the uh, social media marketing realm, uh, at my age and my personality, I'm not really, you know, it's not an automatic for me to want to get on camera and do a live post and things like that. And I know in my head that that's a very effective tool for marketing these days. And, you know, that's the trend right now, but it's not comfortable for me. So I have, I know I have to push myself to to get with the times and do things the way marketing happens right now. So, um, and it, part of it boils back to part of being Why a detailer. The guy grab the mic. Yeah, he wants to say something. <laughs> Nif- probably, nifty. Probably, he wants to tell me the nifty way. Probably something very nifty. <laughs> <laughs> nifty guys, I, I'll talk to you about I, I just wanted to jump in because, um, you know, I'm young and, and I... How old I are you? Up, I'm 23 years old. I... Obviously, social media has taken over um, as far as like one of the, if not the best way to market, but the other best way to market is word of mouth. Just continue to do a great job. Continue to um, do what you say you're going to do. Be on time. Be ahead of time and just do that. And, And I feel like social media and word of mouth, those are the 
the top best ways to market your service. That that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, and, and that's true. And you know, but as a growing business, you want to capitalize on every opportunity and really maximize your potential. And that's where I feel like the the lacking side for me is really pushing the social media marketing and. Yes, it's all free and it's it's very effective, and I just need to capture that. And uh, so that that's just my biggest challenge: is kind of overcoming my personality and wanting to just do my work and let my results speak for themselves and get the referrals. But you know, there's another aspect that I know for a fact that I'm missing. I mean, I think it's really hard, which is what you brought up earlier of the clock in and clock out. Is what we talked about yesterday at our training was. You, you literally, as, a, as an owner, you have to know that you have to do social. Like, there's just, you, it literally is just a have to. And you almost necessarily need to do your work during the day, go take care of whatever you need to do, wife, family, kids, or whatever. And at some point at nighttime, you clock back in to your second job as a marketer for your business. You already did your work. Now you got to clock in as the marketing company for your business. In terms of social media, not wanting to be on the camera, that's something I, I don't like being on camera. But what I do, I turn on my alter ego or, or another personality. I, go, I created this character for camera. So you have to kind of do something to that yeah, he's effect. He's got a hat for you if you need a hat. Too. <laughs> the Santa See, hat. Yeah. I, I, I'll pass on the Santa hat. <laughs> but, 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 uh, but one of the other things you could do is uh, to, to help build that is uh, Toastmasters. Toastmasters is a good organization for developing your public speaking. Right, in front what's of Toastmasters? Toastmasters is a public speaking and leadership development organization. It's worldwide. So there's clubs all over the, the, the U.S. Um, you can find one. There's, they're in businesses. They're in churches. They're in small organiza- different organizations. So they basically just go on the Toastmasters website and look up for your town. Just put in your zip code, and you'll see all the clubs that come up. They di- meet different times of the week. And one is I, I was a part of met on Saturday mornings. So they met every Saturday other than some event that barred them from meeting. So just find something that meets your schedule. You may have to go visit several to find one that may suit you. But that's a great organization. To kind of, they have a track, uh, a track you can follow. So you can actually get on a pub, uh, what is called a communication track. So you follow that. There, there's actually scheduled projects that, that, you, that you can do. And you follow that. There are key things you need to do when, you, when you're doing your speeches. And then there's a leadership track where you do certain roles and projects as far as the leadership. So it's not just willy-nilly. It's, it's at your pace, but at the same time, they, there's, a, there's a structure to it. So uh, that'll help you know, kind of combat some of that uncomfortableness when you're in, on, on camera. Yeah, no, I... I definitely agree with you. Um, it, if anybody follows me, Nifty Nichols Detailing, pe- people think that um, everything is is everything I say, everything I do is polished. But really, it's it's raw daily content that's non-polished. And I'll find myself posting a story, and I have to take 10, 20 takes on that story because I feel like I said something stupid or or whatnot. And 
and red clay, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I didn't know anything about that. You know, I'm new to Atlanta, and, and I'm going to look into that because there's things, you know, I'm, I'm young. I'm 23. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm 23. But, but, you know, me being young and around all these wiser gentlemen, um, there's so much more that not only myself but all of us can improve on. So, Red Clay, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm definitely going to look into that. Thank you. I would say community, but we're all out of beers. All right, let's take a beer break. Let's let's pause it. Let's go grab another beer. All right, beer break is over. What'd you guys get for your beers? I went with the stout. Um, there's a couple different ones they had down with the thickness, and then the other one. I went with the other because he said it was going to be more full flavored. You you, uh, I don't see a glass in front. Of, that's not very nifty. That. that we got to go to next level over here. Uh, I've got the uh, Knights. It's a New England IPA, and uh, it's very nifty. <laughs> well, it's next level. I don't know if it's next level, but it's nifty. <laughs> it's nifty. N- nifty did not. <laughs> nifty did not get below. a beer. <laughs> nifty did not get a beer because <laughs> the Saints just lost to the 49ers. And yes. Nifty Nichols is a Saints fan. I d- you're from Florida living in Atlanta, and you're a Saints fan. I, yeah. And we just lost. He's young, a- right? He's young, right? He must be young. How old are you? He's young. He's a young guy. He's a young I'm 23. Guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Nifty did not get a beer. What Red Clay, what what did you get? That looks very, very fruity. No, that's not him. He's not drinking. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's not his. Yeah. That's not his. This is not my drink. However, they don't serve ginger beer here, so I didn't get anything. It actually looks like a fruit punch. <laughs> well, not not only is he into ginger beer, which I didn't know of, but he is being the awesome dad of the day and is hanging out with his son on a Sunday. Um, so he's being the responsible. Yeah. <laughs> He's just hanging out. All right, Rad. What did, what did you get? I got the uh, Knights IPA again because I love some IPAs. It's pretty rad of you. I got uh, – So what's the fruit punch you got over there? Oh, the fruit punch. Yeah, y'all, you guys can't see this, but it's – it does kind of look like fruit punch. It's pretty looks red, like a right? Yeah, it looks like a, exactly. Yeah, looks like I'm on my period and I'm drinking cranberry juice. Oh my! Oh lord! <laughs> is this uh? Is this not um? That's not nifty. Is this not uh? Nifty material for the podcast? Okay, it's not nifty. Well, it's this not is rad. the sweets, uh, sweets something something beer uh, from here, and it's actually really good. It's not sweet at all. It's a sour. Um, but it's good. I'm really a light beer kind of guy. I like mostly wheats um, or pilsners. But uh, I, because of my wife, I have been forced to expand my um, beer drinking ability. And uh, excuse my language, and I'll be called the bitch by my wife every time I drink beer. So I've been expanding, and I actually like the sour. Uh, so I might be buying some sours. So you can drink a sour and not be called a bitch. That's exactly. interesting. That's a little different over here in Atlanta. Well, I, hey, <laughs> you look, come to the Midwest, man. <laughs> look, look, I'm not. I'm not a big drinker. So, I, and I know DJ uh, will DJ resonate with me sours. here because I like myself some chorus, right? Before, ooh, look, ooh. 
Before I met my wife, Coors was my shit. I was drinking Coors all the time. That was like go-to for me. Um, and then my wife uh, started overall, making fun of level. me. It is overall great that I have improved my beer palate. Um, thanks to my wife, she has forced me to improve my beer palate. And I actually like some IPAs. Uh, not a big fan of IPAs, but I like some. Uh, and I am now a big sour. Let's talk guy. about this location, Pontoon Brewery. I mean, it's definitely nifty, this little area we got. You know, uh, we definitely, when you look around that mural's next level, overall, this is a rad spot. I mean, I'm, I'm giving this place a two thumbs okay, up. Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. <laughs> what I really want to know is uh, Red Clay, how did you get your name? Like, it's it's very authentic. It's very unique. Like, let's hear how it's you got Georgia. that name. very Georgia. Well, is there a lot of red clay in Georgia? Because in Oklahoma, it's red clay throughout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, the name is based on the re- no, reason. I didn't know red, Oklahoma had red clay, but it's, it was geared toward Georgia. You know, we the name is very common. You no know, red clay. Is, it gets in everything, and it's hard to get out, as so most of you know. as far as the earth, you have a lot of red clay here? It's, it's yeah. Yeah, if you see some other color, it's uh, you know it's an oddity. If you see something other than red dirt, yep. And <laughs> here in the winter months, December, these boys like to go hunting, so we see a lot of that red clay on on trucks. I I cleaned a Raptor this morning, and uh, whew, it was about two weeks worth of straight hunting. So there was a lot of red clay on it. I should have called you in for backup. <laughs> the other part of the name is when I originally started the business, I was focused real heavy and still so um, but I was I was doing rinseless washes and eco-friendly so I because we were in a drought we, when I started the company we we um probably about a year or two we went into a drought and so the name is based on uh, being eco-friendly as well so the the, the connection to the earth oh, so you're waterless or rinseless, rinseless I yeah. guess yeah yeah so that's that's one of the other reasons for the name is is making that connection to the earth all right, so we have a uh, a new <laughs> a new guest on the casting couch here. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> That's overall the next level casting couch. So welcome. To, well, we're gonna switch over. I got off the couch. <laughs> All right, man, introduce yourself. You're here to tell us about some beers, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, man. What's going on? I'm Aaron. I'm here at Pontoon Brewing. I'm one of the cellar guys in the back. We do, um, yeah, it's a small batch of us that does, like, all this brewing and settlement work for uh, Pontoon Brewing. So, yeah, I guess all right, I'm So, tell us today. about our beers that we're drinking here. Let's start with Overalls is drinking, um, we call it the Kool-Aid. Overalls um, is drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Sales Sweat and Beers. That's a collaboration we did with uh, Georgia Crown. They're our distributor. So we, I think, I guess we're the first brewery to do, like, a collaboration with their distributor. Just to kind of, like, you know, get them involved on in the brew process, get them excited about selling our beer. Um, we brought them in to, like, help fruit the beer, help can the beer. And, um, yeah, I think it turned out really good. Um, we did a balloon advice with them, so um, pomegranate, strawberries, 
and raspberries in that one. So it's like a really good, like, you know, like fresh flavor when it comes to um, a blender vice. I think, you know, those flavors really pair well. Um, yeah, it's awesome A lot beer. of us have been drinking the New England IPA that you have. Oh, uh, yeah. Nights with the... Nights, nights with Nipa. Yeah. So it's like a play on like a Monty Python reference. Exactly. I'm not the biggest Monty Python oh, fan. Oh, so I, 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 like, I didn't catch it at first when they like presented boo. it to me. But, um, yeah, um, I think that was a really awesome beer that we did. Nice, hazy New England-style IPA. Just kind of captures all And it's got a good amount of that citrus. Which hops? Do you know which hops are in it? Off the top of my head, um, we definitely had some Citra, yep. uh, some Simcoe, and there's some Mosaic in there for yep. sure. Yeah. yeah. When people do the Mosaic hops, and not too often are they paired with the Citra hops, so that oh, maybe yeah, that's I mean, why it's that extra little – the citrus flavor to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great beer. I love it. No, that hot profile is really awesome, man. We're yeah. really excited about doing that one. Uh, what are you drinking here? Same, same. Okay, so I got the uh, I got the stout, but not the down with the. So I got, got the other one. Fight milk, man. I yeah, got what? The fight milk. It's our newest fight release milk? today. We released that one today. So. Looks like that's... Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. No, do you do you drink stouts? We did that. Let's try it. Um, you know, like I mean, you're not old enough, style. are you, to really if, enjoy if a stout? Tastes, yeah, if it tastes like dirt, Nifty's not nifty about it. It's not dirt. It's a it's a chocolatey. <laughs> I don't really taste the coffee in it. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, you? I'm not a you? fan. It's yeah. it's yeah. not nifty. Not yet. I mean, a stout stout <laughs> takes a little bit to grow into. Yeah, I, so I don't may, have much chest hair, but right, uh, yeah. <laughs> give it a, I do really nifty cleaning. Yes, so. sure. maybe another ten years or so. Okay. What'd you say? It's an adult beer anyway. It's an adult beverage. It's an adult beverage. I see, says the blind man. Picked up his hammer and saw. Dude, no, that one's awesome. One of my favorites. But what's in it? Talk uh, us about we it. We actually did a, it's a oatmeal stout that we did with oat milk instead of like, you know, your natural, like regular lactose, you would get in a milk stout. So yeah, any of your friends that are lactose intolerant, they can definitely go for that without having to have any worries. Um, so yeah, it was a little experiment for us, but that one came out amazing. It's one of my favorites, dude. Yeah, I, I think it's a really great sound. We just had um, on the podcast this past week. We had uh, Left Hand Brewery oh, out nice. of uh, Colorado, they and they have that stout. nitro yeah. stout, and you got to hard pour it. Yeah, and, no, you know, it's hand, got. They, they, they've been around for a while. They've, they've been, been around that, for a while. Milk stout really good. Um, this I think is a. I, I love. The way it tastes. Yeah, that's my jam. Oh, is there uh, a little graham crackery into it? No, nah, man. Um, At all? I guess you're getting all that from, like, the grain build that we did with that one. But, yeah, that one's awesome. The I mean, went by, like, I just think s'mores when I drink it. <laughs> s'mores and some chocolate. Like, that's just oh, what I take. Like, all right, maybe I think it's a great one. I think it's a great style. too. We do, like, some, like, you know, some marshmallows or something like that in there. Yeah. Can we get marshmallow spinning some... <laughs> no? Oh, okay. I didn't know what kind of connections you guys had. Right. All right, so what's your guys' top beers? Like, what's what's your big go-tos? Uh, I think we're really proud of our sours, man. Um, the blender vices that we release uh, are probably are definitely our most popular beers. Um, I don't know if you guys had tried Crushing Waves yet, but that's a pineapple and tart cherry blender vice. That we've, we've had that one since we opened, and it's been phenomenal for us um then like all our limited releases like um i think we're on like snozberry's volume three now that's always a sought after favorite that people um look for with our name on it so um 
Snozberry? Snozberries taste like snozberries, man. So you guys have definitely gone with some movie themes for your yeah, yeah. So your your titles. Like, um, here, uh, uh, so do you know where Snozberry comes from? Willy Wonka. Uh, no, Willy I Wonka guess I'm too young for that. Yeah. Yeah, too young. Snozberry? Taco Mac, yeah, definitely a big carry of ours. Um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, Taco Mac has always got something of ours. Um, I'm trying to think, like, if you, I don't know, the Prado, they, they always took us up ever since we started, you know, growing or whatever. They've always carried us. Um, but all the, like, you know, local Sandy Springs favorites, I'm pretty sure we worked our way into. Oh, that I'm pretty sure we worked our way into. Um, but yeah, we, we, so, uh, if you've never seen super troopers, <laughs> you're going to have to go ahead and watch that and you can figure out if that's where snozberries came from. I, that's but what they I do thought taste it originally like snozberries. came from. That's where I thought it originally came from. That's the first Shout reference out to Jazz, I made. my wife for ordering a large like farva. The deep dive was Willy Wonka yep. in the chocolate factory. Like it had oh, something man. to do with snozberries. It's close. It's close. Dang, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Super Troopers, man. The, he, back in the day, yeah. you could say, oh, yeah, really but if you want to be cool. Yeah, I the think, Snozberry yeah, tastes like Snozberry. Super Troopers, like, took yeah, it over, Yeah, I man. think Super yeah. Troopers is the reference to go here. Yeah, uh, for this generation, you know, it's definitely Super Troopers. Like, chocolate like and, uh, Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka is uh, nifty, but, like, Super Troopers is a little more rad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, Nifty. Here she comes. All right, Nifty's about to head out. Nice, okay, yeah, alright, it makes sense, makes sense now. <laughs> it's almost dusk, it's time for him to go to bed. We'll see you later, Nifty. Hey, I, I will say, this this beer is making me a little tired. I need to go get a, li- a little nap in. You don't have a beer. I don't have a beer. <laughs> He's alright, though. Uh, I'm one of the seller men in the back, so I help with the brew process from creation down to canning, man. So I try to get my hands in every single thing. It's a small group of us, so we kind of all share the load when it comes to, you know, getting the beer, getting beer made and, you know, idea creation, things like that. So He's also an, uh, a pretty good uh, Super Smash uh, Bros player. I've uh, part... I've, 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 We've uh, had some uh, oh, Super yeah, Smash fights, did. yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, Pontoon has this awesome setup, man. Like, uh, uh, they, w- you can come in here and uh, drink and watch a football game or play fucking video games, man. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're in the Sandy Springs area or even if you're not, hey, man, it's a Pontoon Brewery. Um, I grew up in Sandy Springs, so it's kind of awesome to have a brewery in the area. Um, and they have an awesome setup here. Um, very easy to get to. I'm sure we're the first one in Sandy Springs since the law changed like two years ago. We were the first ones to uh, establish ourselves at Sandy Springs as like the quintessential Sandy Springs, Sandy Springs brewery. I love the layout. Dude, appreciate it, man. Yeah. I mean, we've done things here from like, you know, weddings to, you know, like, you know, your average, like, you know, like, game day parties and stuff like that, man. So, yeah, we got space for all of it. So, I think as a business owner listening in, though, and a detailer, for me especially, on the consumer or, you know, the buyer side of this transaction, like, 
I can definitely tell the difference between them and any other bartender I've ever been to. And I think he just explained that where he talked about like he's involved in the process from start to finish. Oh, yeah, yeah so he's so so these guys have their their employees like vested and and built into the process. So they're not just a bartender. They're helping with the brewing. They know the product. Their their product knowledge is really strong. They're able to explain confidently what's in their beer. And so I think like when we when we had that conversation about what do you look for an employee, how do you hire it? It's somebody who who maybe not vested in the brand but like they're gonna be vested in the process and the culture of what you're no, doing definitely man and uh, so i think that's a big thing man is keeping your employees tuned in and not just you know so many places are like you're an employee you got level one clearance you're not allowed to touch or do or say anything right but when you get people brought in you know and bought into the process not only like just bring them in but you get them bought into what you're doing you explain it and like they have that same value behind what you do that creates a whole nother a whole nother level a next level of service <laughs> and it's pretty nifty how you can overhaul the whole process <laughs> and together we save and create some community oh, yeah community but but i think that that's you know you you know as, as small business owners we've got one or two employees spend the time investing in a man and, and bringing them in and, and teaching them the trade and the culture and you'll get a much more robust employee than if you just say hey you're just a bartender here to pour beers no, dude, they, when I joined Pontoon, I was here from day one, and they gave me every single opportunity I, like, you know, I sought after. I came in here as a bartender, wanted to get in the brew process. I started out, you know what I mean, like, from washing kegs to brewing beers, man. And then, you know, and then it became a thing where I was just like, yeah, now I still want to bartend just because, like, there's nothing better than watching people enjoy what you make, you know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, that, that who, made it for me. Who's your boss? Uh, my boss. That's like Shannon. No, I don't know. Somebody said marketing. <laughs> some some Shannon lady is uh, running marketing. I get like, Shannon's our uh, marketing manager. E- either way, if if the owner of the higher ups of Pontoon Brewery is listening, please give this guy a pay raise. Yeah, I mean, Sean he, Marcus. He is, he listen is, to the podcast, man. <laughs> he is hyping you guys up. I mean, you guys have awesome customer service. I mean, the vibe here. These paintings you got on the walls. I mean, they're they're very nifty, rad, next level. I mean, it's just it's it's awesome. It's, it's all about yeah. Community. So uh, it's overall, an amazing experience when you come uh-huh. over here to uh, Pontoon. But for real, like seriously, uh, when Marty reached out to me about um, a meet and greet at a brewery, um, Pontoon was literally the first place I thought of. One because I grew up in Sandy Springs. I no longer no longer live here, but grew up in Sandy Springs. But the first time I came here, these guys were so awesome. Like, they were, you know, um, just like uh, Josh said, it's not like going in and talking to your bartender. Really isn't. It really isn't. Like, he, re- he just told us, like, what goes into, you know, his favorite beers and what we're drinking here. You know, I've worked at a restaurant a couple nights. You know, somebody sat there and asked me what goes into their cocktails. I have no fucking idea, you know. So... Yeah, so um, once again, we're not selling brands here. I made that joke before. We're not selling brands here, but man, look, if you're in the area, Pontoon Brewery uh, is the way to go. And uh, like he said, he has a thing. They have a thing going with their sours. You know what I'm saying? Tell people where they can find you. I know you got to run. You got a kid. You got stuff to do. Where do people find Red Clay? Redclaydetailing.com, Instagram. 
Uh, Facebook sometimes. <laughs> on Instagram, Red Clay Detailing on Instagram and four zero four four one nine sixty eight eighty two. Where do people find you? With my daddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right, cool. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. What is? Did you have anything else you? Okay, we were gonna go back into detailing. So you're gonna welcome to hang out, or if you want to talk detailing, or yeah, if you got shit you gotta do, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, so let's let's throw out the question. What do you think the greatest thing is, right? We just said your struggle. What do you think your greatest thing is? Uh, Rod, since you've got the mic, we'll let you jump. What do you think your greatest thing is uh, as a detailer? Well, the greatest thing for Next Level right now is just that we're opening a shop, or we've, you know, we've been open two months, but... It's like a new chapter in the saga of Next Level Detailing. And, you know, a lot of mobile guys would love to have a shop, especially the one like Next Level Detailing in Kennesaw, Georgia. But, uh, you know, looking at great things happening and really growing the business and really uh, being able to better serve our customers, you know, in the corrections and the coatings and the the bigger ticket jobs where, you know, maybe they got to leave the car overnight or something like that, you know, that it's really hard to do on a mobile side. And, you know, if you're mobile, you make it work and you can do great things for your customers. But um, at some point, it's definitely beneficial to have a shop where you have a, an air-conditioned environment, you know, controlled environment, good lighting, all those things that really make your job easier and easier to provide a quality product. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very exciting to kind of live a dream and it's been a dream of mine to have a really nice shop and now it's happening. So, you know, I've got nothing but excitement for the future. We say on a regular basis, this is the absolute best time to be a detailer. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, there's so much support in the industry now and things like this where we can all work together and, you know, encourage each other and share best practices and really you know it's a i like to use the term cooperation which i got from nascar broadcasting but uh yeah it's cooper you're you're in competition but it's also cooperation it's it's like i'm uh i come from a background of motorsports you know where you may be in competition with each other and on the track you would run each other into the wall but in the pits you're willing to you know lend a motor or you know whatever like you're you're willing to help your competitors get what they need to compete you know you want to beat somebody on their best day not beat them because they had a crappy day and they ended up broken or something so it's kind of the same way for me in in detailing where i want to compete with everybody on a level playing field and help them be successful and of course, the old adage of all ship uh, rising tide raises all ships. You know, we can all do better if if the industry as a whole is recognized as something legitimate and worth a high value, you know, high dollar amount value to have your car professionally detailed to the level that you're not going to get at a car wash. So, um, you know, that 
is it's hard to do in this industry where it's a sort of a cottage industry where anybody can kind of you know the the cost of entry is pretty low like anybody can kind of get out there and say they're a detailer and the consumer doesn't really know the difference they're like okay i'm getting a full detail you know whatever word they want to use and they think it's all the same and so they just start comparing on price to price and that's not really a reality but our job as a professional detailers to educate the customers and let them know you know what they're getting and how long it takes and you know the 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 actual specifics of what you're going to do that really differentiates you from your competition and uh it's you know i mean i still have customers that don't even know that mobile detailing is a thing <laughs> i don't even know that that's a possibility yep yep i i can relate with that so i mean you know there's a lot of opportunity on the table for us so we just got to capitalize and really put our best foot forward and and show them that uh Detailing is a legitimate business like any other business, and a lot of, well, some of the guys that come in don't really see it that way, and they're just out there to wash a car and get $20. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's great, but it's also somewhat of a challenge. All right, Nifty. Nifty. <laughs> Nifty. Let's get it on. <laughs> I, I, What's the thing going on here? What about I, I don't want to. Is there a little bit of an older man crush? Like so yeah, we're talking about like casting couch, and now we're going into Marvin Gaye. Let's uh, uh, let's go back I, into detailing. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, bring up uh, brands and and us have a brand competition. But I will say, when I started using G Technique a lot more, they they definitely made me feel at family, more at home. You know, I'm, I'm from Destin, Florida, so Atlanta, Georgia, really doesn't. It, it's it's gotten more to feel feel like home. What I'm getting at is uh, when when I started with those guys using their products, um, it's it's definitely made me kind of stand out from some of the other detailers, not not next level in, in in overalls, but some of the other detailers in Atlanta that say they're detailers, but they're just the next level. Is that what you're just saying? <laughs> <laughs> next level. What, what I'm getting at is there's there's a lot of underground detailers in Atlanta. There's a lot of oh, yeah. um, weekend warriors and, and whatnot. And it's across the country. I, yeah, but, but I'd say when I started using their products, their ceramic coatings and whatnot, it definitely started to help me um, stand out and stand above uh, the crowd that's around me, you know. Um, next level, what, what was the term that you said about us being competitive but compatible? What, what was that term? Cooperation. Okay, so so I really love that term because I'm in Vinings, Georgia, and if you guys aren't from Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta is massive. Um, Vinings is is really close to Atlanta, but next level is in uh, Kennesaw. He's he's a little uh, what would you say north northwest yeah. kind of about over, 35 minutes probably about from 35, Vinings. 35 45 yeah. minutes overalls. Where are you kind of based? We're out of? well, we're based off of Alpharetta. Alpharetta. Yeah. So. Taking, think of an upside down triangle, vinings. So I, upside down, I'm the tip at the bottom. Just the tip. Yep, just, just the tip. Just the tip. Kennesaw is the top left corner, whereas Alpharetta is overalls <laughs> in the top right. So if I had, now I have clients in, in Kennesaw and I have clients in Alpharetta, but if I'm stuck in my vinings, Buckhead, Atlanta, Atlanta area, and I have a client, or I have a new client 
that is in the Kennesaw or the Alpharetta area, I'm going to say, hey, you know, unfortunately I can't get to you, but I have a very reputable uh, detailer that, that I trust that's in Alpharetta or that's in Kennesaw. And uh, they're going to take it to the next level for you. Or oh, overall, yeah. it's going to be an, a great experience. I, I, think that, I think that is awesome, especially because... Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, yeah. I do that. Now, whether they contact them or not, I mean, I, I can't say. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I, I do have awesome. these two in particular detailers and, and other detailers that are in the area, um, their numbers. And, and uh, if they got an iPhone, you know, I'll <laughs> share contact um, to that particular client but um yeah, yeah. um community it's community, community. It, it's, yeah it's all love um atlanta has over seven million people and not enough great detailers that's, exactly that's, that's one of the things that i was told when i moved up here from destin florida i said hey chris if you can come up here and you could be a great detailer you'll make it make money yeah. because there's a lot of detailers but there's not enough good detailers here in atlanta so, so I think a lot of people are very quickly inclined to find a reason to say no, uh, especially during the good times, the summer when, when we're booked out a week, two weeks. But I think the three you guys, you know, and, and Red Clay too, y'all cover such a huge area with so many people. You know, like leaning into each other as a business owner allows you to not say no to a customer, but to say, hey. I can't directly help you, but guess what? Like overalls or next levels a lot closer to you than I am. They can absolutely, you know, like they're a great person to work with. And so it gives you a different way to, to still help a customer, but also help your community of detailers. So saying no should never be an option. It should be who can you, you should ask yourself, who can you refer your work to? Who's your mobile detailer that's helping you out? Like in a shop basis like me, who can I send my work to? Who can I have come do it on site? You know, we, we subcontract out to detailers all the time. They come to our location and work out of our shop or work right outside of our shop to do work because it's not just about me. It's about the community of detailers, about people who need work, uh, people who are up and coming, and just being able to spread the wealth, the jobs coming in, and being able to help our customers as a, as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think from a consumer standpoint, uh, point of view, you know, they, they're, you know, they want a good quality product. They want good service. Honest, I mean, to be honest, if they've never used it before, they don't really care who gives it to them. I mean, so, but if they see us working together, you know, we're not bad mouthing each other. We're providing a good reference for them to get what they want, like you know maybe they can't wait a week or two to get into your service but you look good if you're providing them with what they need at the time they need it and i think you know a lot of times they don't get that you know if they if they call somebody that's just kind of cutthroat they're not about the community of detailing you know they're not you know team players so to speak then they'll be like, oh, sorry, I can't do anything for you. They don't give them anything else. Then they've missed the opportunity to show that they're above the average, you know. So, yeah, I mean, the, the customer, like I said, they, they don't, they just want what they want. And they want to pay a good, uh, you know, get good value for their money. You know, I mean, they're not competitive as a customer you know i mean that's they just want what they want 
So we're the ones that can or cannot be really competitive about it and and say, you know, it's either me or nothing, and you, you're on your own if you don't take my service. Um, so I think that's an uh, advantage to those of us that are in, in this uh, community right here that, you know, we're willing to work together and do what's right by the customer and provide them with excellent service, whether it's ours or one of our uh, competition. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what I have, Dad. All right. Uh, so I think the best thing for me in the industry has been literally, and I am not BSing, the community. I'm going to drink to that. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and I'll say that only because um, understanding the group of detailers and how uh, we're willing, as you just heard, to help each other and push each other forward, it's completely unique when it comes to other service industries like really people don't help each other they don't give out trade secrets you know if you want trade secrets you better get your ass on youtube on anything else but in detailing people will let you know what's up and um of course you have those uh, keyboard warriors and uh and the assholes that just think they're everything uh to the world however most of us are willing to help each other and help grow. So to me, that is literally the best thing. I have been a sole, um, what do you call it, Marty? Um, Solepreneur um, for three years now. And it has been... Um, soul, uh, what do you call it? So, uh. so uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've been a solepreneur for, uh, for three years now. And um, what really has made me grow is watching and listening to other guys in my area or even outside of my area that are willing to teach and i mean really knowledge is power we talked about it yesterday how people aren't willing to uh work on their business as much as working in their business you know and uh like this weekend it was an awesome weekend to take out and work on your business instead of just working in your business and uh, that's one of the things that i would have never learned if it wasn't for the community of detailers community. yeah community yeah uh, josh talks hold on josh talks about that a lot like taking time off to grow your business versus working your business yeah so i think like um so, That's so nifty mobile tech expo you say you're busy yeah so so i, I think Sounds i think like listen, I to as detailers go. we like to break things down real technical and marty will tell you i'm the one who it's very hard for me to make those events and speaking from a younger guy in the industry to another really younger probably 23 year old if i had to guess kind of guy 23 bro do it now while you don't have kids because i'm not that old i'm only 29 but i've got two kids i've got the the tie down like my family's not a restraint but it's what i want to do like that's why i do this that's why i work you'll never get the freedom and the opportunity to redo this stuff when you're even 25 i had two kids at 25 you'll never get the same opportunity you have now 
and everything always seems like this is the hardest it'll ever be until you're a little bit later and like Marty's a little bit older than me and he helps pour into me and my job is to help pour into you as a detailer and so that's what's cool about all this is the community of it well cheers community but uh but missing those opportunities now while you're young and you don't have all the baggage that comes around with that you've got to make it out and do that stuff because like that's the stuff i wish i would have done if i'd have been further along in my business venture earlier in life when i was younger 23 to be exact um like those are things that it's it's easy to say you always have something going on in life to not make a learning opportunity but if you took the time and put the tools down for a day what would you sacrifice today to make twice as much later so if you would you lose $200 today to not work today to come out to learn $2,000 worth of information in an yep, afternoon? And solid. from 2 to 4, is that's a small window, man. You could work from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., still make some great money, come out here to an event like this at 2 p.m., learn a lot of information that's really going to help you connect with some great people in your local market and economy to make an astronomical amount more down the road. And so sometimes we get caught in the short-sighted day-to-day you know, part of the business that the growth opportunity doesn't seem like because it's not an instant tangible item. I feel like I'm in church right now. Like that is the raddest thing I've heard all day. Well, so let's let's Preach. go let's go particular, right? So if you wouldn't have had community Community if you wouldn't have had community locally in your area, um, and now when you got PPF and you got stuff that wants to come in, you outsource that and you make money on it. If you oh, didn't yeah. have that connection, that would be something that is not beneficial to your business and you're kind of hurting, right? So sort of the way we look at it is you never know, right? He might start doing PPF and because he's got a shop and you got customers that, hey, you know that they need PPF. You sell it to them. He does the work. You make money. Everybody's happy. But if you never reached out and started talking, you never know where it could go. I mean, well, relationships in any business are very, very key. Yes. Well, I I think, like, I don't mean to, like, I don't know if we're allowed. I mean, yeah, we're allowed to cuss. I've heard you before. Um, I don't fucking say Hey, look, I'm you. not, oh, like, no. I... Yeah, if you're under 23, <laughs> can't cuss. Um, uh, I made the cut. I made the cut. Nifty vocabulary. Um, listen, I think that... Uh, that uh, I, I really wasn't bullshitting and I'm not dick riding when it comes to like what you guys are doing with polishing uh, uh, pints and polishing. And um, and uh, look, I really learned this business off of hearing you guys, hearing you. And like I said, I don't mean to keep dick riding, but Jimbo as well. It's a different kind of content. And um, one thing I've learned is literally that um the community hey community will, i'm not just saying community so i can keep drinking i promise I um <laughs> the community will help you grow it's re, it's Agree. it's facts 100%. it's it just i, I said it yesterday at the, at the thing we there is Look how many cars there is out. Like, we, we got we, business. We all need to come together. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who else is hearing this right now, but here in Atlanta, uh, 
there's there's so many people, there's so many cars, there's not enough good detailers. Exactly. And, and I'm glad that Marty uh, came out here uh, from up north with Pines and Polishers to to make us more of a community. And, and we don't need to... Uh, <laughs> right, we're drinking again. Oh. Right, right, right. Every time we say community, we cheat. All right, all right, all right. But, um, you know, this this is this is coming from somebody from a small town. I don't know if you guys ever been to Destin, Florida, but it's a tourist well, yeah, trap. It's the it's first time I town. ever saw a beach... Yep, uh, and, uh, was and, in and I'm a small town guy trying to make it uh, in a metropolitan city where everybody's got their guard up. Everybody's a part of that big city mentality. So I'm glad that you came down here, and and uh, I'm glad to see that some of the OGs uh, in Atlanta have have stopped in, whether it's from Friday, yesterday, or or even today, to be on the podcast. It, it's awesome that we're coming together. Um, other people can can chime in, and they can agree too, and they could probably think just like jeremy from shine supply like hey man me too you know i i i agree with you a hundred percent you know they they might be scared they they might not want to agree or talk or they might not be really social media savvy but they're back there listening to this and they're like you know what man like me too i i a hundred percent agree with everything you guys are saying cool man all right so it is time yes yes right it is time it's Beers are getting empty. We got some definitely empty ones over there. Hey, we need to tab out. Let's go tab out. But before we tab out, Mr. Parks, and these need to be very quick answers because we've got some time constraints. We got to start closing it down. Quick answers, though. <laughs> it's nifty. It's, it's nifty's bedtime. It's almost dusk. Josh Parks, what is our tab out question of the day? So our tab out question for today is, if you can go back in time and change one thing about your business to make it better for today, what would it have been? All right, so one thing. Don't give us this Only long, one. long, just one thing, short and quick. Hey, that's I'll, nifty. I'll start. I wish that I, you know, as, a, as an early entrepreneur and detailer, I wish I would have admitted to myself that I didn't know better than everybody else up front and that I would have asked for help or couldn't, you know, like look for better resources than I had and not struggled alone and felt like I was the only one in the industry or the business world going through that particular problem. That's great. Um, I wish I would have known um, how to say no a lot better. Yes. Um, you said really? Yes. Like I've been thinking about Nifty that this week. Hundred percent, and and I'm not trying to cut you off. But go ahead, go ahead. You also need to know your worth. You, yes, you gotta please. Know that time is valuable. Yeah. Now that's a whole other conversation that's we get into that yeah. I, that I, I think all of us don't want to get into. But a hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So uh, yeah, detailers. Even if you're like starting out, I understand when you start an idea, you have to do you know, you know, shitty jobs. Yeah. But um, it gets to the point where you have to learn how to say no. I, I wish I had learned how to say no earlier. Um, however, you don't have to say no when you're beginning. Stop letting motherfuckers tell you that you don't do $150 details. When you're starting, do what you need to do to get your shit out there. Right? Um, but but at a certain rent. point, you, you exactly. You make your bills, like. But at a certain point, learn how to say no because it really is going to affect you in the long run when it comes to how you turn over work and um, your profitability margin. So uh, learning to say no is a big thing. 
my my regret is you know take the risk earlier and know that you deserve to be a legitimate business as much as any business like you you deserve to make a hundred thousand dollars a year as a business owner it doesn't matter that you're detailing most business owners that are successful will make over six figures and you shouldn't be any different okay cool I guess uh, what Nifty wishes is is probably to start earlier, and and I know that I kind of have a little earlier head start because I'm 23. There it goes again, but um, I I've had a job ever since I was 14 years old. I've had multiple jobs because you know when you turn 15, more opportunities open. 16 more, 18 more, but I feel like if I was to start before you're done. <laughs> I feel like if I was to start this a little earlier, um, I'd, I'd be more ahead. Now, I have worked with other mobile detailers. I've worked with a Ford dealership and whatnot. But if I was to be into this more than what I am, I'm only into it 17 months, maybe two years ahead of my time being on my own, um, entrepreneur whatnot, I, I feel like I'd be more ahead of where I am now. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for where I am, but I just want more. I'm hungry, you know, and, and I'm going to go get after it. So you would just would have started sooner. Cool. Yeah. Mine would have been um, the biggest, it's not just business life lesson, but also life lesson. I would have picked a better spouse um, that supported my overall desires in what I wanted to do in business. Um, yeah, right? Like. You know, it's 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 really difficult, um, and and it's even more difficult if you're if you're trying to fight, right? Like, if she can't understand that your business is your life, yeah, it's a second child. It really well, it's your first child, right? I mean, it's it's not your second child. It is your child. Like, your business is your baby. It is what you're grooming. It's what you're growing. It is your life. And if you don't have somebody that can support that and they want their own agenda, as oh, hard yeah. as that is, it's crazy. The, you just, you, you should probably, you, as hard as it is to cut that off, you have to make a choice between what is more valuable to you, love and your relationship or your business, right? right. So that goes back into what you guys were talking about earlier with work-life balance. Well, if, if, if that's together, if your love and business is together, there's no such thing as work-life balance. Oh yeah, it's all together. I have so. I, I I was I wanted to say this earlier, and I'll make it super quick. And um, like one of the reasons I really started my own business was because of my wife, right? So she had she knows nothing about detailing, right? Like she knows nothing about detailing. However, in a supporting way, it's ridiculous how. How having someone like that that's so important in your life to really like push you forward and and my wife Liz shout out to her you know she really made sure that I took the time and just like you said started took the chance earlier right because when I met her she made me take my. Once I met her, I was doing detailing on the side. That's what you need to have. You need to have somebody that supports you. All right. So we got to get out of here. No, keep it. uh, 
hand it hand it over to Josh real quick. Josh, where do yep. people find you on social, or where if somebody wants to connect, where do they find you? So on social, I am rad underscore detailing underscore Edmund on Instagram, rad detailing on Facebook. Uh, anything rad, you can find me. You just type that in anywhere, and you'll find us. Everything rad. That's it. So I am uh, Vinny with Overalls Detail, and you can find me on Instagram at Overalls Detail. Um, on uh, we want to know. I mean, we're sitting here over here, purely judgmental, right? Go ahead, old dude, young dude. But we're looking and we're going. Why is he not in overalls? Yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So listen, literally be in overalls every so, fucking hey, day, right? So Retweet. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> This is real. Listen, listen Linda. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Yo, this is real. Like, this is real talk. I, um, I, uh, every single day I detail on probably overalls, but there are some days that I don't detail in overalls. Um, and that's just the fact. I'm, we're hanging out here drinking beer, and I am not wearing overalls. Like, for real. It's like a picnic. Like, you know, swagged out. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're also on um, on the internet on the internets, uh, www.overallsdetail. I mean overallsdetailga.com and uh, on my personal account Vinny four four, and then the word four. All right, but we're all about overalls detail. Bet. Rod, where do they find you? Okay, uh, you can find us at nldetails.com. Or on Facebook at NL Details, or on Instagram at Next Level Detailing ATL. And uh, if you want to find the niftiest detailer in Atlanta, <laughs> or the niftiest, or the niftiest detailer in the nation, you can go to Nifty Nichols Detailing. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. If you want to go to our website, it's mainly fuck yeah. I don't want our say, first TikToker. I, I don't want to say for the older crowd, but for the wiser crowd, www.niftynicholsdetailing.com. Thank you. Nice. Uh, we are at Total Auto Solutions on your social. For TikTok, we're Detail Supply App. That's where you find us on TikTok. Or the best way to get in touch with me, Marshall from Total Auto Solutions, send me a text, 918-800-1188. And you can directly uh, chat with me if you've got any questions or you just want to say what's up. Send me a text and I'll shoot you a deal. So, yo, Marty might be getting mad at me for this because we don't sell brands in the podcast. But listen, Total Auto Solutions. I just got on yo yesterday. Cool. Total Auto we Solutions. We don't sell brands. You're right. <laughs> You're cut off. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, we love the beers. Thank you for Pontoon. Thank you for opening this up for us and coming to tell us about the beers. We love the area. If you are in Atlanta, we definitely recommend you coming down for some community and getting some really great beers here at Pontoon Brewery. Now we're going to close it off, and we're going to go check out some of these mobile rigs and see how you guys set it all up. So thank you guys for uh, listening. Definitely give us a um, review. Give us uh, a shout-out whenever you can, and we appreciate all the love. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. So hope you have a great day.
Hey everyone, Sheldon Kay here with Mobile Tech Expo. I uh, hope you're looking at the floor plan because we are just about sold out and these are the companies you're going to want to see. And of course, you can buy from them directly on the show floor. I dare you to find another show where you can do that. We have companies like AutoGeek, Lake Country Manufacturing, Flex, Sonax, and of course, the famous Total Auto Solutions. <laughs> you're going to have to come see these. January 30th, 31st, and February 1st in Orlando at the Rosen Shingle Creek. You want to make sure you get your passes at mobiletechexpo.com. And hey, use the code PINTS. That's from Pints and Polishing, P-I-N-T-S, to get 15% off. Can't wait to meet you there. Ooh.